Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Welcome to Face to Face. This is a show about change and about what's next. It's a show that wants to ask questions, peel back the layers of our average everyday experience, and go beyond scratching the surface. We interview amazing people with incredible ideas and stories who have done wild, weird, and wonderful things. Remember that imagination shared create collaboration, and collaboration creates community, and community inspires social change. I'm David Peck, and this is Face to Face. This interview from uh, the Toronto International Film Festival 2016 is with Maya Zinjadeen. She is, uh, this was the international premiere of her film, Forever Pure. Uh, Maya's a journalist and she is a, uh, someone who's full of life and we have, a, we have a lot of fun in this conversation. You're going to enjoy this uh, interview about her film, Forever Pure. Uh, the, the film itself is, is about football on the surface and uh, we get a good history of what's going on in Israel and what's happening with the game and what's happening with nationalism and racism and anger and hate and all these things kind of bubbled to the surface. This is a documentary with a lot going on in it and yeah, you're going to enjoy the film. I think you're going to enjoy this conversation and it's really quite disturbing because as you'll find out pretty quickly this film is really not about football or uh, maybe as uh, in our Canadian and American case uh, about soccer and I think really as Maya says the main issue for her is is about silence and about what we don't say and what we don't do and how we don't act and so on so check it out the film is called Forever Pure it's at the film festival I'm hoping you'll be able to get uh, get to it online or uh, at a festival down the road if you don't get a chance during the festival. Maya Zinstein coming up, Forever Pure, uh, davidpecklive.com and rabble.ca for more podcasts and more interviews. And if you'd like to book me at your next event to speak or to podcast there live on stage, please check me out online, davidpecklive.com. And my new book, Real Changes Incremental, is available there too. Maya Zinstein and Forever Pure. Well, welcome to Face to Face. We're joined by a very special guest today here live at the Toronto International Film Festival after the international premiere uh, of her new film. Uh, we're with Maya Zinstein today. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for inviting me. It's too damn early, isn't it? It's, yes, uh, it is. <laughs> especially after the opening night. Exactly. How late, how late it's good it? that you're not seeing me now. <laughs> how, uh, how late did the party go, is the question. Um, well, actually, we ended up on... Um, uh, drinking whiskey oh. in the sidewalk <laughs> next to the hotel. Oh, next no, to the no, hotel. No wonder you're late. Uh, yes, which was perfect. Awesome. Which was perfect. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, we did the same thing after the Jerusalem premiere. 
Uh, so, so okay, so there's a bit of a pattern developing here then. Yeah, 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 yeah. I see. Okay, I think so it's premier, good. Premier Q&A, lots of whiskey. Yeah. Now it starts with uh, premier Q&A uh, dinner with gin and tonic, and then it ends up with whiskey. <laughs> so you can imagine how it's difficult for me now. To oh man, I do have some <laughs> painkillers here, and I'm sure we could uh, maybe we could have another shot of whiskey before the interview's over. Yeah, it might help. Oh man, that's hilarious. Well, good for you, and congratulations. Thank you on, very on much. A, on a wonderful film. Uh, Thanks. And, and uh, an engaging film, really compelling on so many levels. And I, I don't even like soccer. Okay. That's actually not true. I used to play, and my son plays. But I, I, there's something I've never really quite understood is that um, that nationalism that goes yeah. alongside of my, my father, uh, that goes alongside of the game or any game for that matter. But my dad uh, was a uh, um, uh, from the UK, okay. so I do understand some of that craziness around football. Uh, but we Canadians, we're we're pretty quiet on. on comes to certain things, you know, as I'm sure you're finding out. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's talk about your film. Uh, tell me, uh, I've just read an, a review or an article recently, uh, the two main sort of protagonists, I guess you could say, the two the two Muslim football players. You were the first person to meet them. Yeah, yeah. And they got yeah. to, uh, yeah, so, so t tell so us about that, but tell us about the film as well. Sure, yeah. so, so I'm also a journalist, um, and I was asked by uh, an Israeli TV show uh, to make a story uh, about uh, the two Muslim players. Actually, they called me and asked me, what are you doing within two hours? I said, I don't know. <laughs> and, had, and had you been drinking whiskey the night before? No, 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 oh, no, okay. come on, I'm not drinking. I'm just drinking whiskey once after the premiere. It happens <laughs> <laughs> once in three years. There's no, there's no pattern here. No right? pattern okay. here. Okay, okay, I don't have to be Even though I'm Russian, That's right. I'm oh. born in Russia, but... <laughs> not. Should, have been, should have been vodka, not whiskey. Right? <laughs> So I'm very progressive Russian. You are a progressive Russian, <laughs> indeed. So, so um, journalist, two hours. Yeah. Can you go do a, do a story, not a film? A story, just, just a story. story. Yeah. Um, and they said, so did you hear about the Chechen, Beitar? And I said, um, yeah, something. So they said, so great, so just, just can you do it? We, we have an exclusive uh, interview with them. Um, and in two hours, I found myself with the two Chechen players in one car. None of us know what's going on uh, around us. So, and, and then I spent the first three days with them um, and with the club, and I was shocked from the hate. Uh, so you hadn't really been aware of it up until this point? Because mm. this is an old football club. This yeah, is, no, no, yeah. of course. Well, when you live long. in Israel, uh, and I would say even if you're Jewish, you have to be aware of Beitar. It's the, right, it's right. the most controversial. It's a, it's a huge club, and it's also because it's, um, this club is started as a, as a political movement. So it's, it's, it's much more than football. When, when you're a Beitar fan, it says a lot of things about your identity, mm. about your political views. It's, it's mostly, it's, it's not football. It's, it's a kind of something that um, uh, representing you. Well, this is one of the things I love about your film. It's really not about football. It's really not yeah. about soccer at all. Yeah. And yet, the majority of the film either revolves on the playing field or with yeah. the fans or yeah. in, in the locker room. So it's a really interesting sort of almost uh, essay yeah. into uh, issues of, of racism and identity and hate and 
So as you got, so you weren't there with a camera, or were you that first day? Was it a camera? Yeah, yeah, it yeah. was. It was with the camera, uh, but it was for for this TV show. But uh, so after three days, this story has been shown. But I understood that actually the real story has just begun because right, right. I just saw this. I was shocked from this hate, and and I told to myself, "Come on, it, it's ridiculous. It's just the football players." Um, so yeah, so I came to the uh, chairman and told him, "Listen, I think you're doing here something really, really big, and I think um, you should." It should, a film should be done about this process. He said, well, that's a great idea. Do you have anyone in mind? I said, yes, myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, and, and then he just told me, okay, give me a day to think about it. Oh, and he asked me what's the, um, how it's going to be. Uh, I said, well, everything has to be open. He said, okay, and when I will watch the film? I said to him, well, in the premiere. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, um, so that's clearly the journalist coming. Yeah, you. yeah, yeah. Lots. Yeah. Of, I want lots of freedom. Yeah. And I don't want you restricting yeah, me exactly, in any way. Exactly. Exactly. But that—that's kind of that's part of me. I cannot uh, work differently. Otherwise, I would think it, it won't be honest. Um, and and so yeah, that that was really important for me. And the, he did actually watch it in the premiere. Is Everybody, that right? Is yeah. That right, eh? yeah. Wow, good for you. Yeah. Good for yeah. you for staying. Yeah. So, how did you get a film like that funded? So, uh, um, actually, oh, and, I feel. First time filmmaker? Uh, no, it, it's my first time as a director, as but a director. I produced okay. documentaries yes. before. Yeah. yeah. So, I had, I knew. You've been in how the world. You, and, yeah, yeah. I, I've been in the world, and, and actually, that's also helped me to bring on board many friends because there was no, fi no financing through all the filming of the season. Um, so it was wow. just lots of favors of my friends. Wow. And at some point, um, it was not enough, the favors, because people right. working. Yes. So I just, um, yeah, I invested my own money at some point um, because I knew that it will, I have to, Keep going. Well, I guess at some point you get involved into a story like this, not only as a journalist but as a filmmaker, and say, "I need to tell more of this story. I need to. I need to get to. The, there's no way I can't not tell it. I have to get to yes. the bottom of this." Yes, of right? course, because because I think as w when it was keep rolling and it became crazier and crazier and crazier, you just can't stop. You just saying, come on, what's going on here? Because like, is this real or yeah, is this yeah, fact yeah. or fiction? Yeah, this because can't, I this can't be happening. Exactly. I think I think um, I think if someone would write a, a script about it, right? It would someone would be say to nah, it's it's not real. You know, it's it's too much because like all the all the steps of the film when uh, this crazy hatred hate and then. And the small group of the fans of the radical that actually uh, getting so much power and, and making 20,000 people um, not to come to the stadium, which is amazing. It's, a, it's pretty incredible. And, and it, yeah, it just every time it became more and more. So just more. for the listeners, 20, so there's a few thousand fans, regular basis, very, um, and, and um, Mine's talking about the, the hatred, and, and you really don't get a sense for it until you see the film, yeah. and you see the, the things that they're saying and so on. But yeah, 20,000 people boycott basically yeah. the game, which is remarkable, yeah. It's yeah. Like, especially based on what they're talking about and thinking about. You've been getting, I understand, death threats as well uh, because of the film, and uh, I would imagine a lot of pushback. 
Um, well, actually, the threats uh, came much later, um, not during the filming. Um, it came, I published um, 10 minutes on The Guardian a half year ago in The Guardian doc. And um, yeah, it, it went totally crazy. Well, out of control is a phrase that's used in the film a couple times yeah. from a few people. Yeah. It's, uh, that's an understatement. Um, yes, it's, um, yeah, out of control. <laughs> it's, it, it went out of control. Yeah, like, yeah. In, in many steps of this film, it felt like it's totally going out of control. Were you ever, during the filming of it, and, and then I would love to talk about some of the issues, clearly, uh, that, that your film brings up. Were you ever at, at a time with the camera, with your crew, small crew, concerned? In the middle of it? Um, not really, but oh, okay. maybe because because I'm I'm kind of used to find myself in this situation. So right, my right. previous documentary as a producer was about Russian mafia. Um, oh, okay. So you, you, you <laughs> like you like light subjects. Basically. <laughs> no, my yeah, exactly. No, my friends laughing about me that I'm really trying to kill myself in many different ways. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> so I'm not. Um, I do believe that you can, as a filmmaker. You can uh, do lots of things if you're doing it smart. So I do believe, well, I know it, I'm really afraid of heights, for example. But I'm usually not afraid of people. Interesting. Um, because well, I do believe that you can uh, manage kind of conversation. Well, there was a part of me, it's a really interesting comment that you make, usually not afraid of people, because there's a part of me that, that I, I finished watching your film, Forever Pure, yeah. which is a wonderful title, by the way, which is also kind of a, a phrase. Yeah. Uh, we have yellow flowing through our blood and veins. Yeah. Remarkable. <laughs> I mean, it's just, you don't have to go too far to see the craziness of that, the wildness of that, that statement. Um, I, I kind of feel like I'm a little afraid of other people after watching your film. I mean, it, okay. is, you know, you, you know what I mean. Like, yeah. like you say, this is this, this can't be true. Yeah, but 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 the thing is that I'm not afraid of people when it's one on one. Mm. I do afraid of masses. I do mm. afraid of of the power of the masses. I do afraid of of ideas that can drive um, the masses towards very uh, dangerous places. But I do believe, for me as a filmmaker, that on one-on-one, -on -one you, can, you can always speak. And, and so, I, I, I don't, when I'm, and again, maybe when I'm filming, I have this kind of very weird feeling that it's the camera is protecting me, even though, of course, it's not. Um, but, yeah, it, 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 it just... Do, do you think... Do you think these are just crazy fans, or is the is this real? Is this hatred? Is this anger? This racism really flowing through their blood and veins? Um, it's. I'm sorry, but I think it's not that and not that. Mm, okay. Um, yeah, yeah. Because, um, first of all, I do uh, think that there is a deep ideology mm -hmm. in it, and and they're just not crazy fans, and because uh, they're. Human beings, thinking human beings, that deciding. Hmm. Um, I from but from other hand, I don't think it's it's because the ma in a way they're all in every society. You have this small part, uh, extreme part, that 
takes it to a different level. The problem is when this part with these ideas succeeding on uh, uh, to affect the masses. So in a way, uh, the masses doesn't have to shout uh, death to Arabs, they just can not to come to the uh, stadium and by that, it in a very internal uh, kind of feeling to, to agree with the idea of the extreme. But the extreme, they would be always extreme. The question is how it's affecting on the, on the Collect collectively. Yeah, yeah, collectively. Which you bring out really well, raised those questions, the boycotting of the stadium, some of the political, yeah. uh, some of the politicians who, well, there's a great line in the film about the, the uh, um, I where, think the, print, the, where, the silence. Where, yeah. If we're, if we're, you know, and, and that's actually been a bit of a theme for me at the, at the film yeah. festival this year. Mm -hmm. uh, some of the documentary filmmakers, this idea that silence is being, you're being complicit. You're almost saying it's, well, you are of course. kind of saying it's okay. Yeah, of course, yeah. of course, and for me, that's the main issue of this film because um, I I really don't think that uh, the fans, and I know it would sound really weird, I don't think that the fans are the bad guy hmm. in the film. I do think that it's the it's the powers right. are the bad guy in a way because they are legitimizing by their silence these extreme small groups that then uh, getting more and more, more power. Because if you're a responsible uh, leader... Well, the scene, the scene with the, the former prime minister uh, standing on the balcony in yeah. front of all the fans cheering, yeah. and he comes, and, and basically the, the, the thinking is, well, I can reach 20,000 people yeah. in one moment. Yeah. And he says, I have two words for you. Go yeah. guitar. Yeah. And, what, and the question for, that I want to ask is what are you saying with those two words, right? You, You've all of a sudden just got your support everything. with a with a football club that goes so deep that seems to have such racist undertones, such a deep sense of nationalism. I mean, it really is frightening, you know, some yeah. of the images that you bring yes, out in I the know. film, and uh, it's 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 quite remarkable. So, Ar Arcadi, is that how, how Arcadi? You, Arcadi, uh, quote, not a very fascinating sport, but it's kind <laughs> of a war. Yeah, and then he says. I mean, he, he's quite a character. He he's really, amazing. really is. He is. And then he says, it's an interesting propaganda tool. Yeah, yeah. And there's all kinds of academics and intellectuals and sociologists who would agree. Of course. But yeah. the thing is it's that... It's not about football at all. But as you saw, the, uh, our politicians knows that this propaganda tool, because when our prime minister, he's a former, but he's also now Netanyahu, who is the current prime minister, says, go Beitar, he's using Beitar as a propaganda tool. Yes, yes. He's just not saying that. Right. Yeah, exactly right. But, but yeah. this is what Two he's words. doing. Two but, words. That's yeah, it. but it's a brilliant word. It's words because, because he's making themselves, he makes himself to be on the same level with the fans. He's like part of them. And, and, and it's, it's a brilliant, you know, it, and it's like a, something that you're saying about this, this club, Go Beitar. So people can feel that, oh, he's just like me, he's, he's the fan of this club. So Arkady, in a way, doing exactly the same thing that all the other politicians doing that, he's just admitting. One of the more moderate uh, guys that you interview in the film is a fan, I think. Yeah. <clears throat> and I can't, um, Errol, maybe, Errol? And he said, you know, it, the, the Betar became a political symbol for the underprivileged. So when the yeah. prime minister says, or any politician yeah. says, go Betar, the message runs pretty deep. 
it of, seems to me. Of right? course. This is a, wow, he's, he's on our side. He's yeah. for us. Yeah. He's, he's got our, 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 our concerns. Yes, uh, of course. Or on his table. And, on, and right? because, uh, well, that's, I don't know if we want to go there, but because it goes a little bit to the history of Israel, but um, the right wing came to power in Israel only in 77. Till then, it was the left wing. And the, and the, and the unprivileged, were the people that actually felt that they're the underdog right. and, 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 and then the right wing came to power. But the amazing thing that 30 years the right wing is in power in Israel and they still think about themselves as the underdog. Right. I had, right. oh, it's, it's a quote that didn't come into the film, but I'm interviewing there uh, Victor Lieberman. He's the, then he was the uh, Minister of Foreign Affairs and today he's the Minister of Defense. Um, and he's saying, and I'm asking him, what is the meaning to being uh, a Beitar fan? He says, well, it's, uh, it's, to, it's to be the underdog, it's to be out of the regime, and I'm saying to you, till you became the regime, you are the regime now. Right. And he says, no, no, we're not. I'm saying, you, you're the Minister of Foreign Affairs. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. But this feeling of, and that's amazing how you still, how they, even after 30 years in power, the right wing and Beitar always feel as the underdog. Right. And, and, and the right. politicians right. are using these feelings of being Which that is, privileged. You know what's so beautiful? There's so many metaphors and symbols in your film. I, 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 a couple, one of the ones I love in particular, which, and I guess my point is, is that you know, metaphor and symbol, especially when it comes to race and, and, and nationalism and, and, and religion and politics are so important, right? Yes. Uh, but the colors of the stadium, yeah. Fascinating. Yes. So when the stadium is empty, you've got, it's multicolored. I, yeah. I noticed it sort of later in the film, and it's, it's, it's an utterly brilliant uh, symbol for everything that we should be working towards. Does it make sense? Yes. Do, you know what, do you know what I mean? I'm so, not sure. So, well, so the stadium's empty, yeah. and you've got all these beautiful colors of the seats, and I guess yeah. they're just, they're just yeah. seats that are different mm -hmm. sections, so yeah. you pay more for the red yeah, than yeah, you do yeah, for yeah. the green. But when the, all the people are there, there's this sameness, yes. right? Everybody seems to be the same, and there's these anchor. Oh, and then, then then you've got this great shot of the film where where um, people are going crazy, the whole out of control thing, and there's an advertisement, and it says "drink responsibly." <laughs> and I just I laughed out loud. Something that you guys weren't doing last night, by the way. You know, the whiskey <laughs> on the sidewalk, yes, not paying attention to your own advice. But I just laughed out loud. The irony of that. And yeah. again, it's a symbol, it's a metaphor, it's, it's, it's a part of uh, the world we live in with, 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 with iPhones and images, and, and there's always messages being communicated, right? Yes, of course, right? of course. Um, so, so I love the way the, 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 uh, the Russian billionaire basically says, yeah. I did this, mm -hmm. I brought these two guys in just to show what this whole yeah. country, what this whole system was really about. Do you think that was true? Um, I think... I think it was partially, um, yes, I do think it's true. And I think it was combined and it was a, a very, there, there was a thing about the business issue sure, between him sure. and the Chechen president. But uh, Arkady is very angry on the Israeli society because he, he put in billions of dollars um, of trying uh, uh, to become the mayor of Jerusalem. Actually, lots of uh, money for amazing social causes really help to, to, to so many people. But, and, and, and 
then, and, and I don't know who said to him around him that he actually can become the mayor of Jerusalem because it was quite clear that he has zero chances, right. really. But, and, and I think for him, getting 3.6% of the votes, it was so insulting mm. uh, uh, that he just, he just really, it was a kind of a revenge for him kind of to expose, oh, I see. Uh, I see. Right. To, to expose well, this society. Would, would you agree it's the kind of thing that history will look back on and say, wow, that was a real, uh, that w there, there was a splash and a ripple effect from that. Yes. His, his reaction, his anger, his ego got in the way, and yet look at, the t look at what, what changed as a result of it, or look at the conversation that occurred. I mean, you wouldn't be making this film of if you hadn't not. made the decision, yeah, right? It's of kind course. of interesting. Yeah, right? of course. Well, well Actually, all this idea of, for me, it was so interesting of, and that's why it was important for me to bring all the pyramid uh, into the film in a way from the leaders, mm. the owner, and to the very, uh, to the, you know, I hate this word, but small people, like the regular people, and how the decisions oh, of these, of these leaders is actually affecting on, 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 on the, at the end there was two people that suffered and another, Goalkeeper that suffer and and but and to bring in one film, uh, the person that caused it, and the people that suffering, right. and and kind of to try to draw all the picture, and 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 of course this season is deeply affected on the life, of example, of the goalkeeper that never that he I met him a few months ago and it happened three years ago and he's still in the story. He, he never moved forward. So, so you mean you mean the, the the conversation hasn't moved forward about the issues itself, or do you mean no? The conversation about the actually, well, I think it's developed in many in many levels. For example, La Familia. Uh, I was I had been speaking with um, some sport journalists about it, and I told them, listen, be, before this season, you could never hear about La Familia out of the sport. Uh, sections in the news, they moved. They became, uh, they became a political power in a sense. Now you will hear about them in the main news uh, uh, stories. They are not only uh, an ultras anymore. And 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 actually, it's very interesting because um, when I did the research after I fi finished filming, it was I really tried to understand what actually I captured because. Mm you know, kind of make zoom out and, and, and look on all this footage and say, okay, but what's the story that I'm telling? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I spoke with a sociologist um, and he said, um, the, uh, the football stadium is not only um, a mirror for the society, that's of course, right. everybody knows, but it's actually, he takes it one step forward and he says, it's not only reflecting, but that's actually the place where you can see the first place where you can see what's the direction of the society. If mm. you want to know mm. what's going to happen in the future, just go to the stadium. And so people show their true colors. In yeah, sense. yeah, because it's it's a game and it's it, yeah. it's very emotional thing. So sure, sure. if you want to know where we are going, just go to the stadium. And then I understood that that's how I, I uh, that's what I actually and filmed. And you know the amazing thing that. That's literally what happened. Uh, this La Familia that grew up with their power today 
they are uh, um, an existing strong power in the streets, in the political discourse. So, and, and, and that's amazing for me because in a way, I, I, I always saying, I, I saw Hyde born, you know, because for them it was their first huge victory. Right. And afterwards right. they understood because I, I spoke they, with they them won, later. They won in a sense. Yeah, yeah, they totally won. Yeah. And as a small group that understood what kind of power they had, I don't think they, they I know that they didn't assume that it would be such a huge success. Yeah, yeah. This what, what, as, a, as a journalist, what are you more interested in, would you say? Um, we're going to have to wrap it up in a couple minutes, but uh, are you more interested in just telling the story and letting people do with it what they will? Or would you say there's a, I hate the word, I don't like the word agenda, but um, I mean, you've, you've created a conversation out of yeah. this film, it seems yeah. to me. Yeah. And I would like to think, and I think in your postscript, you mm -hmm. certainly, uh, uh, it sounds like there's a little bit of hope there. And some of the people you interview certainly seem to suggest that there's hope in the country uh, for yeah. moving forward, for all of us, really. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is a story for us all. This isn't yes. just about, about uh, uh, the Betar in, in Israel and so on. This is for all of us. There's elements of every one of us. I agree. Us. I you totally know, how agree we, with How you. do we listen to others? Uh, I love the scene with, with um, is it oh, I can't remember his name. I'm sorry. Jaru, the, uh, one of the players. Uh, praying, one of the, the yeah, Jabrail, Jabrail, yeah, thank you, in 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 the bus, yeah, Jabrail, just it, that, that split, that divide, that mm -hmm. that you know, religion, this side, that it's yeah. so polarizing, all of this stuff. Why, you know, can't we just sit down and have a cup of tea? <laughs> well, <laughs> you know I mean? yeah, <laughs> I know that's a bit, bit of an oversimplification. No, 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 but I uh, actually, that, I but must say that when I was filming, I always was thinking, come on, football, soccer. It's mm. the mm. biggest religion in the world, mm. right? Mm. It should. It's above. It's it's, it's above true. religion, right? I, I think you might. It, be right it doesn't about that. on the pitch. We 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 all the same. So football has to win in this, in this film, and football didn't win in this film. Right. It's true. It's there is something bigger than football. Something bigger and something uh, deeply unsettling. So, so you still didn't answer the question. Yes, I'm are sorry. You, are you hopeful? Uh, I'm always hopeful. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because. Uh, and is that the whiskey talking, by the way? No, no, no. Oh, no, 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 no. When I'm without hangover, I'm always. <laughs> um, I do. I do think uh, that there's hope. Uh, I think it's. Um, um, I think society. Uh, knows how to change. I hope mm. so. Mm. Um, I really don't. And and you know, my dream is um, to show this that every child, school kid in Israel will watch this film. Wow, that's my dream because that's that's our future. Uh, um, and actually, well, I would say, of course, it's too big to say that every. Child, school child in the world will watch this film, but as much as possible, because because for me that's an amazing way to tell uh, a story of how racism destroys you from within. Well, this is what's so brilliant, I think, about your film, Maya, is that that you you couldn't have picked a more um, common uh, denominator, a more yeah. common sort of almost tool, if you will. Yeah. Or, uh, I mean, everyone's talking about the scores from the game yeah. last night on some level. Exactly, right? exactly. And they, they, they recognize their team and so on. So there's this, 
there's this commonality there that hopefully, as you say, as kids see it, as parents see it, as people see it, yeah. uh, that there will be a conversation yeah. that comes out of it. Yeah. Well, I think it's a remarkable I, thing. I, I, I have been asked about what, what, what I would like that people will think when they're coming out of the, uh, of the film. And I said, I would love them to think, oh my God, I have to bring my kid to watch it. Right, yes. Yes, and the next time they kick a football, may they never think the same way again about the sport. Yeah, and but, about but some of the underlying implications. Yeah, know. but it just, it just, I, you know, it's a very not a didactic way mm, to absolutely to, to talk about this yep. issue yep. that is of racism that is everywhere, and it hurts us all the time. Yeah. And 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 for me, I think, I think that this film can become a great tool for us to tell to the next generation, uh, just to show it. And, and actually about your previous question, do I want, do I have agenda, do I prefer just to show mm -hmm. it? Mm -hmm. Yes, I prefer mm -hmm. to show it. Because, right. and actually that's the reaction that I got from, from the chairman and from the, um, and from the coach after the premiere. They just saying, that's amazing. You just showed exactly what happened. Mm. You're not pushing your, Right. agenda right. you're right. just showing and and when people that were inside of it telling me just in hundred percent showed exactly what happened so for me as a filmmaker that's the greatest oh, thing that, because yeah. because I think that the story is strong enough and it talks for itself I don't I, I really yeah. it I really don't need help and this is why I didn't want it to be narrated and it was re extremely difficult uh, um, not to bring narration in it because it's so complicated. And it's pretty complicated. It, yeah. It's so yeah. complicated. There's so much information that you have to tell um, uh, to people uh, that they would be able to and understand. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it, coming to it with history and having read yeah. some stuff and, yeah. knowing the, and so on is helpful. But I think to your earlier point about kids seeing it, I think anyone can kind of see that film and come away and go, wow, I... Uh, yeah, I need of to, course. I need to rethink this. Yeah, we, we but but when I'm I'm just thinking, you know, hope and future and yeah, yeah. so for me, they're the next generation, and they, um, yeah, I would love people to grow up with this film in their head. Yeah, I, I don't want it. Maybe it sounds like a little bit um, big, you know. Um, okay, I will I will tell you I will tell you a small story. Okay, uh, when. Um, uh, it was premiered in Jerusalem Film Festival this July and, and was accepted great and we got some prizes. But on the tech check, before the screening, um, so usually you just come in and you have like a few minutes and, and you're going out. Um, but so uh, the tech person from the Jerusalem Cinematheque just push the button and we started to watch the film. And I see that he's not stopping. And we're watching and I'm like, oh, okay, for me it's great with like the tech check mm -hmm, is. Mm -hmm. and, and then I'm, I'm looking back and, and I seen him standing and, and watching the film. And then I came to him and he cried. Mm. He was standing there and crying. And he was an Israeli Arab. Wow. And he looked at me and said, Maya, that's terrible. That's terrible. It means that we have no hope here. Wow. Uh, and he cried for himself. Right. He cried for him, mm. for himself. And, and I looked at him and I told him, but listen, if there would be one person that will come out 
of this screen and even a little bit will change his mind. We did something, right? Yeah. And he said, yes, you're right. So I told him, so let's, let's do the screen really, really good. And <laughs> uh, no, but, but that's the thing. I, like, even if one person that comes out of, of, of this film and, and saying, okay, I, I, un I understand a little bit more, that's good. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, I, congratulations on the film. I think Thank it's you. a wonderful Thank film. Thank you very much. As a documentary, I really do. I truly do. And it's but it's engaging. The music's brilliant, by the way. Yes, I know. So we were compelling. Yes. It just drew me. Yeah, right we in were immediately, we so. were very lucky to yeah, have Stephen Rennix, that he's actually the composer of Room. Right. Yes. Yeah. 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 And uh, he did an amazing job. Well, thank you very much for your time, Maya Zinstein, and her film, Forever Pure, international premiere at the Toronto International Film Festival, uh, here uh, in um, live today in Sept September 2016. It's, yeah. Uh, hopefully it'll get a little cooler for you. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and I hope you enjoy the rest of your stay in Toronto. Thanks very much. Thank you very much. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.